Hello and welcome to the Rogue Ministry Podcast. This is Justin Barringer, the Rogue Minister, and I'm here with my co-host. This is Rachel, the creator of Speech Strong Resources. And together we are co-founders of Diapers Etc. And of course, host of the Rogue Ministry Podcast, creating and sustaining faithful ministries. Well, welcome, welcome. This is Justin Barringer with my co-host Rachel here, and we're going to just invite you to join us for our first ever episode of the Rogue Ministry Podcast. In this episode, we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves, tell you what the podcast is going to be about, and I guess one of the best ways to do that is for Rachel to tell you a little story about the diaper bank that we started back in Kentucky that kind of got all of this rolling for us. Yeah, so I would really like to tell you about that because it was a really great story, I thought, when um, back in 2014, I was pregnant at the time with my daughter, and I also, um, we had our son at that time, he was about two and a half, and one day I was at home watching the news, and I noticed there was a uh, diaper bank on the news um, that had just been robbed, And what was fascinating to me about that was I realized I had never heard of a diaper bank before, and it never even really crossed my mind that that would be an important need, which is pretty amazing because at the time, with our young son and uh, me being pregnant, diapers were a big part of our life, and... uh, you know, they're really expensive, uh, and it can be a huge burden on uh, on a budget. So after I heard this news story, um, Justin came home one day, and, and I told him about it, and I said, I'm interested in maybe starting a diaper bank. So I was sort of half kidding, sort of not, but um, he really seemed interested in it. So we started... Uh, talking to people about it, uh, talking to a church in the community um, to see if they would want to donate some diapers. We talked to the pastor at our church about getting everything set up to make that happen. So I believe it was January of 2015 where we decided to open up uh, the very first diaper bank. We did some things like we put out a few flyers out in the neighborhood and things like that, but we were ready. We had all of our diapers. We had a ton of diapers donated. We had a youth group uh, uh, show up that day to volunteer with us, and we were set. We had a system, we thought, in place. And so that evening, when we got ready to open, we realized there was a really long line, and we ended up having around... I don't know, was it 100 families, you think? Oh, at least 100 families. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a very long line. People waited um, for quite a while. And the way we had it set up is we were repackaging these diapers, I, I think, into bags of 40 or something like that. But we had only maybe packaged half the diapers. And so myself and the other volunteers were frantically um, throwing diapers in bags for an hour like just as people came came through and and so by the time we got through everybody in line we were completely out of diapers uh which was i think a real shock to both of us because we really thought we were prepared for for months to do this and we definitely were not um so after this happened we realized we needed a little bit of a better system 
And so we started holding our diaper banks uh, uh, once a month. Um, we held, we handed out tickets and, and things like that. And so we had probably around 50 to 60 families come each month. And we usually had enough diapers uh, to be, give out to people. So in about in 2016, we moved to Dallas. And about a year after that, we started a diaper bank here um, uh, with our church and with some volunteers from our church. And we now probably have, I don't know, around 200 families, I believe. About 200 every month. Yeah, about 200 each month. And so we have really had to work quite a bit on the logistics, um, how to make that work with that many people. Um, with the volunteers and also have a, um, a hospitable setting and, and community with the folks that come come through. So um, we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I think sometimes like we've learned we've had a you know we've learned a lot of things, um, but it's continually uh, been a learning process for us as we continue to, to meet the, the needs of, of the neighborhood around us. So that gets us to, how we got to this podcast. Basically, we realized in starting both of these diaper banks that we had a lot of questions where we didn't know how to find out answers. We had to figure out where do you get volunteers? How do you raise money? How do you um, organize when lots of people are going to be coming through a space? How do you show hospitality? How do you, and on and on and on. And at the same time, people were coming to us um, asking questions like that. How did we get started? And they wanted to know how to begin their own ministries, whether it was a diaper bank or other kinds of work. And so what we thought was maybe the best way to do that was to just start interviewing a bunch of people who are ministry leaders from all over the world, um, people who are in all sorts of ministries. Uh, I'll get to that momentarily. But that's kind of where we got this podcast from. So that story is so important to us because it led us to a place where we realized that we needed more help. Uh, we needed other folks to turn to for advice. And we figured uh, if that's the case and people are asking us, then the best thing we could do is collect as many stories as we could in one place so that folks who are looking to start ministries, be a part of ministries, sustain ministries, um, revitalize ministries of all sorts, could come to one place and ask sorts of questions. Um, they could come and hear all sorts of advice and information. Um, so that's kind of where we've come from. And I think it's most appropriate uh, for us to tell us, tell you a little bit about us. Um, I'll start with me if that's okay, Rachel. And sure. then I'll uh, maybe ask you a few questions and you can tell us about you. So, um, I'm Justin. I've been going by the Rogue Minister ever since I had, I think, a WordPress blog way back in the day when those were a thing. Yeah. Um, and for about a decade and a half, I've been in ministries um, ranging from the church that we were actually at where we started the diaper bank in Kentucky uh, I was the outreach pastor there. Uh, I was bivocational role, so at the same time, I worked at a rescue mission. I worked at um, a shelter for youth and children. Uh, did a variety of things there. And prior to that, we um, 
we had spent time early on in our marriage in China, mm-hmm. uh, where we did a, a variety of different kinds of work there. Um, I had spent time living in Greece doing ministry there. So basically, I had just racked up a whole bunch of different um, ministry experiences. I ultimately uh, went to seminary, uh, got a Master's of Divinity degree um, to just learn a whole lot more about biblical and theological and practical bases for ministry. And then uh, after being... Uh, outreach pastor in Kentucky for about three years, I had the really dumb idea (laughs) that I wanted to go on and do a PhD. And so now I am currently a PhD student studying religious ethics. Um, I uh, mostly spend my time reading and writing about war and peace, um, about poverty and wealth, and about what I call the triad of Christian hospitality, charity, uh, and friendship. I just messed that up. <laughs> you would think doing uh, this that I would remember what I do. I, I do the triad of uh, Christian hospitality, community, and friendship. And those are all, if you read some uh, Thomas Aquinas, tied together by charity. But that is a theological lesson for another day. So I think that basically sums up what I've been doing. I'm now uh, working some with our current church and uh, work with Owenwood Farm and Neighbor Space, where we hold our current diaper bank. And at that space, we also do um, some different kinds of clinics where people can come in and get information and get various kinds of care. As the name suggests, we have a, a farm that's growing. Uh, We have a variety of ministries that are located in that space. And so no doubt uh, in a future episode, we will have stories from at least one of those ministry leaders, if not more, uh, to tell you about uh, what they're doing. And we can also look at how it is that different kinds of ministries might uh, collaborate well. So we'll be talking about that in at least one of our future interviews. So I guess that pretty much sums sums up me and where I'm at. So I guess now um, we're at Rachel and Rachel, unlike me, uh, is not so uh, blabbery, uh, loquacious, they call it. So instead of uh, her just telling you a bunch of stuff, I'm going to ask her some questions and she'll answer it. So it'll be like a mini interview. So Rachel, you grew up in a, a very special kind of family. Tell us, tell us the <laughs> what. Tell us, tell us how what you grew up as. Um, I was a PK. I know many of you know exactly what that is, but I was a preacher's kid, so um, I grew up in church and and was there every time the doors were open, as they say. So. Yeah, you were there a lot, uh, and and starting in your teen years somewhere, I think you started doing mission trips and the like. Tell us some of the places you've been and some of the kinds of work you've done. Sure. So when I was in high school, the church that I was attending at the time did some mission trips in Jamaica and Antigua. Uh, so that That's was- not a mission <laughs> trip. Come on. Right. So, yeah, so that was my first, uh, my first experience 
out of the country even was was uh, out into in Jamaica and Antigua. So we did a lot of uh, VBS like activities and worked with the kids and the families there. Uh, they held a medical clinic. That was really their big thing that they did. And so we just supported them through that way. And so I can I think that's kind of like what got me started and interested in in doing different ministries and working with different kinds of communities and and that kind of thing. So so yes, th- those are my first ones. Um, I also, you know, when I went to college, I was able to do some other things. We went to um, Guyana, and I've been to uh, Guatemala, and we did a lot of really similar things there. I've noticed the these are all tropical locations. Is there, <laughs> is there something to that? I don't like cold. Yeah, I do not like cold don't at like all. Cold. In fact, the the city we lived in in China was considered. Uh, one of the hottest cities in China while we yes, were there. So, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. don't like cold places, hence perhaps why we are currently in Texas. Yes. So alongside the, the ministries you've done uh, and been a part of, um, you've also had a career. Yes. Um, so tell us what you went to college for, what, what mm-hmm. you know, career you've had for, for this time. Yes, so... Uh, I am a speech-language pathologist, and I will be approaching my 20th year at the end of this year, so that is really crazy to me. Um, I got my Master's of Science in Communication Disorders, and I've largely been working with the elementary school population. I've done a little bit of other work with home health, birth to three, um, but mostly I work with pre-k through fifth grade and the majority of that has been in like multicultural settings what we might call urban settings um so tell us maybe just um about some of the different kinds of settings you've been in different kinds of students you've had sure sure so um i have worked in a lot of um, high poverty schools and um, and I've gotten to see a lot of really cool programs that run through those schools and, and a lot of great work that that some of our, our teachers and social workers and things like that are, are already doing. Um, the particular school that I'm at now is something like 97% Latino. I think our kids might be the only white kids yeah, that go to school there, which great. we love. We love having our yeah. kids in, in yeah. a situation like that where they get to learn from other other yeah. kids from different uh, walks of life. Yeah, I, I think I think everybody in the school is bilingual except for me and a few other people. Even our son is starting to become bilingual, so I'm definitely um, in the minority there. Um, so I've really enjoyed um, uh, working at this school and learning about their culture, and um, it's just been a really uh, good experience for myself and for our kids. They they both uh, attend there as well. So um, yeah, I really I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and that's kind of been been a lot of our lives since we moved here. But when we were in Kentucky, uh, you worked at a school that had people from probably countries all around the world that spoke multiple languages mm-hmm. because uh, the particular area that we were in just happened to be a place where lots of refugees. Uh, more resettled and immigrants from a variety mm-hmm. of different places. So also that experience. One thing sure. I uh, we hadn't actually talked about doing in, in our preparations for this episode, uh, but I'm going to put you on the spot. I figured okay. <laughs> folks might want to know 
about not just you and me, but about us. So um, you want to tell a little bit of a story, how we met, where we met, and okay. then maybe maybe what happened from there. <laughs> okay. So um, we met, gosh, this is so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> it but is. It is. So we met at a Bible camp. Um we did. But it wasn't a fling like some Bible camp romances no, are. we were way too mature for that. <laughs> way too mature. Yes. So, yes, that's where we met. And the way that I ended up at the camp is at the time I was living in Nashville. And a friend of mine who had been going to this camp in North Carolina for Hey, many- Julie, thank you. <laughs> yes, Julie. Um, a friend of mine, um, she had been going for a very long time. And so she invited me to come along. And so that's where I met Justin and um, he actually, you had actually been attending this camp for several years already. Yeah, so. yeah, I had kind of been there as a, a, a camper, and then about that time, I transitioned from being a camper into a staff position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but listen, this is a really good story too because at the time, Justin was also working in Nashville. Um, I think you know, this was yeah this is during the summer mm-hmm. and um, I was doing one of my first ministry internships actually at a at a really amazing little church there that has had one of the most amazing homeless ministries that I know of so we will be trying yes. to see if we can get one of them to talk to us sorry I keep interrupt no, but I saw I saw an article the other day that said they're not interrupters they're collaborators oh okay connective collaborators or something like that so I'm not trying to interrupt I'm just trying to no, work with you. I get it. All I right. So it. I was okay. in Nashville. You were in Nashville. Yes. Yes. So, um, and I went to this like little outdoor um, concert with a friend of mine who actually lives in Dallas now. That's another another story. But we were there in Nashville, and I saw this guy from a distance, and he had a trihawk in three different colors. So it's exactly what you would think it would be. It's not a mohawk. It's not one, but it was three. Mohawks, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, three Mohawks, and each one was a different color. And I remember saying to my friend, look at that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I followed it up with with, um, on that, but it was... It it, wasn't, man, he's handsome. I'm I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's the case. It was memorable. A month later, I go to this camp, and I meet this guy who has a blue Mohawk, and I think, I think this is the same guy. I think I saw him at this concert. And so um, so my, my first visual of him was actually from a, a distance. Um, so, yes, we, we did meet at, at Bible camp, and we've been married for 13 years I'm now. glad you knew that number. I was, <laughs> I was trying it. to remember. Stop it. So we met at Bible camp then. Um, I That was one of the times when I was uh, moved quickly into doing overseas ministry. So I moved to Greece right after we met. So we didn't do a whole lot of talking. We tried and we, we, we had some conversations when I was back in the U.S. But then the very next year we went, where where did we head back to? The very next year? Yeah, oh, we, we went back to camp. Back at camp again. <laughs> yes, and yes. so this time around we, we talked more, um, started dating and then the very next year what happened uh that year at camp then you proposed to me at the bible camp yes so if that isn't the 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 most cliche uh hackneyed christian kids pk kids love story uh then i don't know what is but but yeah we 
we met at Bible camp, we got engaged at Bible camp, and I wanted to get married at Bible camp, but I think more of our friends and relatives were for were around uh, Nashville, so yeah. we, we did the wedding there, and like she said, we've been married for 13 years. We now have a seven-year-old and a mm-hmm. five-year-old, which is just unbelievable, mm-hmm. and in that time, we've lived in at least one other country, a few different states, um, and we probably traveled to about 15, give or take 15 countries right. uh, with each other. And uh, so we've, we've had a, a great, very adventurous marriage. Um, and honestly, one of my favorite things about it is that we've been able to be in ministry together. And some of that is the diaper bank, but there's been lots of other ways. Rachel uh, has come home from her job before and said, listen, I heard about a family at school today that has this need or that need. Can we can we figure out how to meet that? And we would, you know, go shopping for something or we'd find friends who had the particular uh, item that somebody needed or, or, or some connection where we could point them to or whatever. And so uh, I've really enjoyed that, that our marriage, um, again, it sounds stupidly cliche, but... Uh, it really has. We've we've been serving in ministry um, from from very early on, and um, I, I think we're going to get old um, someday and look back at this. and And it's not going to be that we were raising our kids that um, you know kept us from getting to know one another and all. They they talk about you know your kids go off and then you find who is this person. It's going to be the fact that we've been in ministry together all this time. We're going to look back uh, someday when we're retired and we're not hustling around trying to trying to get diapers you know for for the next month or or trying to to take care of somebody's needs. We're going to be like who are you and we're going to have to get in, get to know each other all over again. Um, so speaking of getting to know folks, that's. What we hope to do uh, over the course of however many episodes we can muster. Um, so, of course, if you like us, come back and listen some more. Um, but we're going to be doing interviews with some of the most interesting ministry leaders um, that we can find. Um, thankfully, some of those folks happen to be our friends, which makes it easy. So we've got uh, episodes coming up from somebody whose title is Street Chaplain, who's doing amazing uh, ministry back in Nashville. We've got somebody who's working at the intersection of the LGBT community and the conservative Christian community. We've got folks doing community development work. We've got folks doing restorative justice work in the prisons. We've got all kinds of great interviews coming up. And so uh, I encourage you to tune in. We hope to have a new episode right now each month. And so you can tune in each month and you'll be able to hear all of these great interviews. And we hope that what you'll get out of it as a listener is, first of all, that you'll get inspiration. A lot of us uh, get sort of caught up in our our lives and, and, um, you know, all the things that go on. And we need a little inspiration sometimes to point us back to the kinds of things God might have been calling us to do. And sometimes that's in the form of a short-term mission trip. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's a, maybe rarely it happens, but it's sometimes a great sermon. I like to think uh, as a preacher that sometimes that can happen. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, all kinds of different ways. So we hope that, that, first of all, you'll find inspiration in this to um, start your own ministry, to participate in a ministry, to revitalize a ministry so that each of these stories will be inspiration for you to ask 
what is it that God is calling me to, and how can I um, most faithfully uh, be of service to the kingdom of God? Uh, secondly, we hope to really provide a lot of practical advice. So the questions that we will be asking um, are questions like, how do you manage volunteers? How do you raise money? How do you get something off the ground? Or how do you keep it going when, when you hit the hard times? So all of those kind of questions, we hope, will really serve as advice. Um, so when you listen uh, each each episode, you'll hopefully get some advice that will help you out. And then along those lines as well, we really hope that you will get ideas. Uh, like Rachel said, it took uh, us, her seeing a, a news story about uh, a diaper bank and across the country that had, had been robbed for us to get the idea that maybe our community could use this. And so we hope as you hear these interviews, you'll spark some ideas and you and say, oh man, this is, this is a gap. This is something in my community um, that we need um, and those ideas might help you carry on. So I, I hope that someday we'll hear stories back from some of you that are basically saying, hey, we were listening to your podcast. We heard this really great interview and we realized that was something we could do in our community. And so we decided to start it up. And so maybe one day we'll be interviewing one of you um, about some ministry that you've gotten yourself into. So those are basically the 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 things we hope that you can get out of this um, podcast and listening with us each episode. Um, and along with that, uh, along the way, we'll be sharing a little bit of our own stories at one point. At some point, I'm going to actually do an interview with Rachel specifically about our diaper bank here in Dallas. So she can tell you a whole lot more of the, the practical bits and pieces of that. Um, and a little bit, you know, more of the details. Um, and also, uh, as an aspiring theologian, I might be throwing in my theological musings and tidbits in, in these interviews as well. And I know you're all looking forward to that. Of course. So I guess with that, we're pretty much done with this, this first episode of the Rogue Ministry podcast. Unless Rachel has any final words of wisdom, she's shaking her head that she I does don't. not. I have no final words. I have no final <laughs> words of wisdom. I have lots of final words. But we'd just like to say thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you'll stick around and listen to um, these interviews that we're going to be doing, stories that we're going to be sharing, stories that really are part of the larger story of God and God's kingdom at work in this world. And this is Justin Berenger, the Rogue Minister, signing off with my co-host. Rachel at Speech Strong Resources. And go check out our show notes. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and comment. You can also submit questions, reviews, and comments on our Facebook page. And as always, be faithful to that which you have been called.